0: Hi, I'm Bruce Weinstein, and this is Cooking with Bruce and Mark. It's the holidays, and we're on the road, so you're getting classic Cooking with Bruce and Mark episodes. Today, we're going back to how it all started with episode number one, Amazing Lemon Ice Cream. Welcome. I'm Bruce Weinstein. I'm the chef in Bruce and Mark.
1: Hey there, and I'm Mark Scarborough.
0: I'm the writer. And together, we've published more than 25 cookbooks and won some national awards like the IACP People's Choice Award this year, baby. And some international awards like the
1: Gourmand Award at the Paris Book Show, Fifi.
0: And we've appeared on a number of national bestseller lists. We were
1: two below Fifty Shades of Grey this year. I have always wanted to be two below Fifty Shades of Grey.
0: I may be the chef, but
1: today I'm getting out of the kitchen. Because I've got a secret. As a writer, I haven't cooked a thing in years, except maybe bowls of kibble for the collies.
0: That's about to change. Mark's headed into the kitchen. Remember, he's a writer, and he gets easily distracted, usually by bourbon. Hey, watch it. I'm doing the cooking. And I'm going to help you out, and I'm going to guide him, and I'm going to give him tips, and I'm going to judge him. And so after 25 books, he can finally say, Hey, I made that. Today, Mark is going to try his hand at lemon ice cream.
1: Okay, here's my truth. There are never enough lemons. Never. Lemon makes my favorite desserts. Lemon meringue pie, lemon bars, even that French classic tarte au citron, oh la la. Lemons make everything better. A little grated lemon zest on grilled zucchini turns that flaccid vegetable into something fantastic. And I mean real lemon. Sour, slightly spiky, fruit-laced complex with vanilla overtones and a slight floral note. Real lemon. That's what I love. Ever been to one of those chain restaurants and ordered the lemon vinaigrette and it comes at you like a popsicle threw up on your salad? That's disgusting. Lemon is a sacred flavor whatever and lemon ice cream is the holy grail for us lemon
0: lovers when I started to develop a lemon ice cream recipe for our best-selling book the ultimate ice cream book I knew it had to be creamy I knew it had to be smooth but I didn't want it to be too tart and mouth puckering I wasn't making sorbet here so I decided what's one of my favorite lemon desserts well that's lemon curd a great mixture of butter and egg yolks and lemon juice. And I thought, what if I made that tangy, rich dessert and thinned it out with some cream? Well, that might give me the perfect mouthfeel texture and flavor I wanted for lemon ice cream.
1: Listen, butter in ice cream, could there be anything better? But here's the problem. We all know what happens with lemons and as a food writer, I know the science behind this stuff. You add lemon to dairy and the dairy curdles instantly. Here's why, there are negative ions in there that keep all the proteins apart. It's one of the reasons you can cook cream forever in a sauce, it's a miracle. It won't coagulate because of that negative charge in it. But once you add acid, you give a haircut to the negative ions and suddenly dairy can coagulate. So to make lemon ice cream, We have to raise the pH of the lemon juice, and thus we turn it into lemon curd. By cooking it with sugar and even some butter, we raise the pH. It won't curdle the cream, and everything comes out absolutely perfect.
0: Okay, enough talking. Let's get you in the kitchen and making some lemon ice cream
1: i have set up a standard double boiler that is in this double boiler i've got in the top part of it two large eggs about a cup of sugar half a cup of lemon juice and two tablespoons of yummy butter and i'm whisking this over the heat now this is a standard double boiler. That is, it's a medium saucepan below. There's about an inch of simmering water in it. And above that sits another saucepan with my ingredients in it. These are set kind of into the medium saucepan below in their own pan. And I'm whisking away. There's a lip or a ridge in these standard things to keep the two pots together over the heat. Now,
0: nothing to be said about these home equipments. These are great, but I'll be a little judgmental and tell you that no self-respecting chef would use this. We would set up a different kind of double boiler. I'd have the same pot on the bottom with some simmering water, but then on top of that I would have a metal mixing bowl with my ingredients in it. And I'm using that because the rounded bottom of the mixing bowl is going to allow me to whisk more evenly and get all the ingredients going. And if it starts to cook too fast and I'm afraid I'm going to curdle it, I could use a potholder and take the bowl off the steam very quickly and then put it back and take it off and put it back and it'll be perfect.
1: Whatever, Monsieur le Chef. I have always desired to be a housewife, so I'm using the standard contraption. But what you and I do have in common is a whisk, which I'm using to keep these ingredients moving in the top half of my double boiler. They're moving and moving. I'm not using a vegetable steamer. I'm not that dumb. Things would fall through into the water. This is the standard whisking method of these ingredients over the heat. I'm looking for it to thicken a bit, and I keep whisking until oh shit i got scrambled
0: eggs well see in that standard double boiler you had your flame up too high you have to turn it down if you can't get into all those corners and you can't remove the top fast enough you've just got to keep the heat down sure the flame is not hitting your pot directly where your ingredients are but you're putting too much steam too fast so in that standard double boiler man turn down the heat and looks like you've got to start again mark
1: Uh, Can't we just have scrambled eggs with lemon for dinner? I love lemon. Nope.
0: And we can't have cocoa pebbles either. Oh, damn it. So I've
1: washed all my pots and I've started again. I'm at it at the stove again with the flame way down Monsieur Le Chef. And I've got the whisking going on and on and on. And the mixture is getting thicker. It's getting noticeably thicker. There was some... Um, foamy stuff on top of it for a while but now that seems to be going away and let me check the recipe Um, it says I'm supposed to do this until it's thick and glossy oh crap I'm hoisted with my own writerly petard what in the world does thick and glossy
0: actually mean oh southern baptists can be so excitable thick and glossy means just that thick and glossy you saw that it thickened up well that's what you're looking for it didn't get solid it just got thick kind of like a loose pudding or a thick milkshake or melted jam and glossy it certainly looks glossy to me it didn't before it does now i think it's
1: done okay so i'm supposed to scrape all this into a bowl there i'm going to use a rubber spatula because i want to get every drop of this stuff i mean it is precious and it says to wait five minutes before i whisk in light cream interesting light cream why did you choose to go with light cream
0: well, light cream has about 20% butterfat, while heavy cream's got upwards of 35, even to 40%. So I tried them both, actually, when I tested recipes. And with the butter already in this ice cream mixture into that curd, the heavy cream was just too thick and rich and gave me a waxy mouthfeel. And light cream was just perfect. So
1: just to be clear, that's two cups of light cream that have gone into this lemon curd. It's all whisked together, and I have to get it in a container, and I have to get it in the refrigerator because it needs to get nice and cold before it hits the ice cream machine. Huzzah! So what can I do in the meantime? Oh. All right. I can make dinner for the hairy set. I think I can do that without screwing it up.
0: So the custard chilled... And as you can hear, Mark has already put it in the ice cream machine. Ours is a bit loud because it has a built-in compressor. It's very convenient and easy to use. But you can use almost any kind of ice cream machine. There are many kinds where you store the canister in the freezer and then you put it onto a moving contraption which turns the paddle for you or you turn it by hand. Or you can go really old-fashioned and maybe you've got the ice cream you put in a metal bucket that sits inside a wooden bucket and in between the two buckets you fill it with ice and rock salt and turn it that way. If you go that route remember those make a lot of ice cream usually about a gallon. This recipe made a quart so to get that machine working right you're probably going to want to double it.
1: So everything's been really well chilled. I have chilled the custard down And in fact, before it went in the machine, I actually put the lid and the dasher or the paddle for the machine in the freezer while the custard chilled. I did all that because ice cream is really about the air folded into the custard. Otherwise we'd just kind of be making pudding. So what we're doing is making a loose custard that we then churn air into, but we want as little air as possible. The less air, the better the mouthfeel. Ever had that store-bought, you know, regular ice cream where it melts and it turns foamy? That's because it has lots of air beat into it. Premium ice creams, when they melt, just are rich and creamy in the bowl. So, I want the least amount of air possible to still give me great mouthfeel. Therefore, everything has to be cold before it goes into the machine. So enough talk i really want some ice cream how do i know when this thing is done
0: well the first thing is always check your your instruction book for your machine it'll give you a sense of timing and tell you about how long ice cream will take but timing isn't everything timing is always a suggestion in cooking so look at what's happening to the ice cream as it turns round and round this machine it's mounding up It's pulling away from the sides of the cold canister and it's starting to really mound up on the beaters. That's a good time to look at it. And actually, Houston, it looks like we have ice cream and the truth is in the tasting.
1: I'll admit it. I'm a little nervous. Listen, I'm usually the one criticizing you. I mean, critiquing. I'm usually the one critiquing
0: you. Yeah, well, get used to it. The tables have turned. So let's see what your ice cream tastes like.
1: So, I've got it here and it's pretty creamy.
0: Yeah, it looks creamy. Mmm. Oh. Wow.
1: Oh my God, I sound like Andrew Zimmern slurp,
0: <laughs> slurping. Um, it's tart, it's rich, it's mm. not too spiky. I taste all those other flavors that are in lemon, like vanilla and flowers. Mm, it's quite good. Uh, oh my God, it's so creamy. My advice with this stuff is that if you've
1: made this in advance and put it away in the freezer for another day, let it sit out for 10 or 15 minutes at room temperature so that it gets a little soft. All those lemony overtones and vanilla overtones and all that stuff will come out if the ice cream isn't rock solid cold. So, Mark, what did you learn today? Okay, I learned that double boilers can be tricky. And I learned that I can make ice cream, I guess.
0: This recipe for lemon ice cream comes from our book, The Ultimate Ice Cream Book, but you can also find it on our blog, bruceandmark.com. If you like our podcast, would you mind rating us and reviewing us on iTunes or whatever platform you found us on? And don't forget to sign up for our newsletter by dropping us a note at our blog, bruceandmark.com. Check it out. Lemon ice cream. I fucking made that.